This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Today on Vulnerable, I have the honor and pleasure of speaking to Harry Hudson. He is a musician, recording artist, as well as a cancer survivor. And he recently put out new singles called Lighthouse, Emotional Hangover, which also have meditation remixes in a world that everything is getting sped up. He is slowing it down. Furthermore, he has a charity that is about to launch at Vanderbilt in Nashville. Hey, I'm here for you and it's for teens to come together and focus on their mental health during their cancer treatments. I hope you enjoy this episode of Vulnerable. Harry, thank you for coming. Oh, we're on it. We're on it. Okay, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. You are actually my first uh, recording artist, musician um, that I've had on Vulnerable. Really? I, I've had, no, 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 that's not, I'm saying, wait, hold on a second. <sighs> Fifi Dobson, I've had her, oh. but not in person. Okay. And um, so in person, I feel like you're I'm truly. First. Yeah, this is very cool to this, be chatting with I'm you. I'm honored. Yeah. Because I saw you usually have like, you know, like the young actors, like, so I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm about you to do this. You know a few young actors. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I was like, <laughs> wow, like I'm about to like show out now. Like I can, I can have my Disney Are, moment I, now. Gosh, I hope they watch this and they're like, oh my God. Oh, no they were point. like, wow, Harry's having his full Disney moment. So excited <laughs> for him. Like he's always wanted this. Oh my gosh, really? Are you a big Disney fan? Uh, yeah, I'm like all the fans of, uh, you know, Disney, Nick. What's your favorite? I can't, I can't ask you these questions because it's currently the strike. I can't ask you what your favorite Disney movie is. Yeah, no, we can't. can't we can't do that anything. because. But I love the writers who did all the, the <laughs> yeah. Disney films. Okay, They're there you genius. go. Of course. Well, welcome to Vulnerable. Um, we have lots to cover when it comes to you. I'm so excited about your move to Nashville. I am too. I, it looks like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like I, I felt like I've been kind of I've been back and forth for the last couple of years because we've been building out this cancer center at the Vanderbilt Hospital, the Children's Hospital. Um, and now it's finally up and running and doing its thing. And I just feel like my heart and my soul belongs over there and to try to figure out how we can make more of an impact with these kids' lives. We need to get into that because that kind of advocacy is, is so impressive. And I know how hard that can be when you're starting off trying to, you know, find 
what you might might have needed at the time that you might have experienced something. Absolutely, yeah. So for folks that are listening, Harry uh, is a cancer survivor, yeah. right? Yeah. Amazing. Finally, just like, yeah, all done. What do you mean finally? What do you mean? Finally, just like with like all just like the treatments and the processes and the things where it's like I'm in the clear, you know? Congratulations. Where it's like don't be, don't like overthink because I like, you know, that's one thing with cancer survivors. It's like you're very if it comes back and PTSD and all this trauma. So it's like, once you get out of like, get out of that, like mindset is what I kind of mean where it's like, I'm finally out of that. Wow. Like mindset of like it taking over a lot of my day. Really? Yeah. Well, my mental, at least I'm not like sitting in bed, like, but the mental aspect of like, if I have a cold or if I have a headache that automatically triggers like every feeling I had, like being diagnosed and being in the hospital and being, you know, going through treatment and stuff like that. So it's like, I just had that anxious thing in my mind, but like I'm meditation and therapy and things like that have helped. We definitely need to talk about the meditation and the the mental health like aspect of that because that's amazing that you're able to self-regulate like that after, you know, having all that that trauma. And so you were diagnosed early in your twenties? I, I the week of I turned twenty. So Fantastic. The, yeah. So I just turned twenty. <laughs> Happy birthday. I got my first car and I was like, I'm about to and then okay if you want to talk about karma like my karma just like met me like heavy in my 20s but like i get you were you a bad person before i wasn't the best but i had a beautiful soul like i was just like (laughs) i was just like i was just a kid trying to learn you know what i'm saying i'm sure like you were like he was awful i don't like i don't know yeah i was a kid yeah you know and then you you're growing up and i get diagnosed at 20 and i'm like but I just got my car and the day I got my car, I'm like at a get like a restaurant and I'm like so excited. And then somebody just like smashes in the back of my car. Dude. The first day I get it and I'm like, oh man, so I have to put it in like a car shop or whatever. And then the next day I get diagnosed. And I'm like, yeah, they don't want me to do nothing out here. And then <laughs> Can I live? Yeah, I'm like, can I live for a second, please? I just turned 20. I'm about to be a man. And then like, you know, like six months went by and then I can finally like drive the car for the first time. It was like so lame. Yeah, it was, it was tough. That's a lot, yeah, dude. It was a tough. It was a tough way to start the twenties, but then you just kind of it just saved my life, right? Because they're like, you might not be able to live. Like we don't know, right? They're like we don't know what the treatments are. We don't know how you're going to react to it. We don't know because we caught it in a late stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And so it was like, we need to start chemo today. We need to get these surgeries and do spinal taps and do like biop like biopsies and little things like. And so, like, it was just, like, really quick. I didn't even have time to process what was happening. One day I'm healthy and, like, getting a record deal. Then the next day I um, lost 40 pounds and I'm in a hospital and I can barely walk and, like, peeing myself and stuff like that. You know, it's like, yeah. you're kind of like, what just happened? Like, what oh the fuck God. just actually, like, just happened? And then you kind of just set back and what's the purpose of all, like, of life, right? It is like, why am I even... Because I felt like I wasn't authentically myself, right? So I look back and, you know you have to come with the, 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 I'm okay with death, right? And which was my biggest fear ever. But then there had to be a point in my life, which there was of like, okay, like I can talk to my parents, like if I don't make it, or I can talk to my brother, like if I don't make it, right? And thank you for this. And thank you. Like, it's just like, I was saying my goodbyes in my own like weird way. And that was the craziest thing I could do at 20 is like say goodbye to your parents and say like, if I don't wake up, cause they're like, hey, a tumor might be pressing on your lungs and you might not be able to wake up or you might choke in your sleep or you might, so you don't know if you're going to wake up every night. You're kind of sitting there for months. Like before you go to bed, you're like praying and you're like, if something happens. So I became okay with death. 
And then after that, I'm like, oh, I look back. I'm like, I wasn't really authentically my full self as I don't think many people are growing up. You're still trying to figure it out. Well, yeah, we were just saying, were you a good person or a bad person? It's yeah. like, you, you don't. And you don't know. And yeah. I feel like I tell everybody I talk to, it's like, you don't really understand life until like your 30s. And then you start actually living that life till when you're 40s. Like when I'm like, everybody I've talked to is like, they have this like, don't be so hard on yourself thing. Okay. You know, and I, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I didn't live my full authentic life. Now I'm 20. And if I do beat this, well, starting today, I'm going to start living an authentic life. Who, right? who inspired you at that time? I mean, like, did you have like, you said you were praying before you went to bed. I mean, like, do you feel like you have a higher power that you touch base with to kind of help you thrive? And yeah. I feel at that point, like I was looking for anything. Right. And god i believe in the like universe i believe in just i believe in all the higher powers i'm just like i just want some like light to guide me mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i'd pray to god every night i pray to i started getting into this book called the autobiography of a yogi okay and it's for and the author and the guy who created meditation and brought it to like the western civilization like 1940 it's this guy pramahansa yogananda mm -hmm. and he's brought the idea of like eastern meditation and yoga and those kind of things to that's how we know about it through this man mm -hmm. and so someone told me randomly go get his book when i got diagnosed do you know who it was that told um, you that yes he was my mentor named victory my dad my dad's a wild guy so my dad it was like hey my best friend plays guitar and he's spiritual and like he should be your your guitar teacher and i was like i would love that and my dad says it's his best friend i'm like how about I, I don't know about this guy mm-hmm He's a monk and he plays, you know, guitar. I'm like, okay, I got to meet him. Was your dad like a wild guy to to kind of know yeah, a lot of different monks? Insanity. And <laughs> Mine most too, his, by the way. My, most of his friends came from like AA and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're meeting some great characters. Like, but this guy, he like knew, he met at a wedding. And then, because the guy was playing guitar. To, I just think it's his best friend. He brings this guy in my life and he changed my life. He's like been mentoring me and like guiding me through a lot of just like my spiritual path. And like that path within to getting to know myself more and my dad introduced me to this guy and he started teaching me guitar and then from guitar we would have like life talks and like life lessons and it almost became therapy without it being therapy mm. and so he told me to get this book got this book and it like forever changed my life and this is when i was looking for the answers right and mm -hmm. so like the book had a lot of answers for me at the time that i'm like whoa like meditation and calming your body and not overthinking and believing miracles and believing in things that can happen and it's just like i don't know from there everything kind of shaped me from like the next couple months so you're friends with a lot of like hollywood people um you know some are you know privileged some i'm sure you know tons of starving artists i'm sure you you strike me as the kind of person that knows a lot people. of different types of yeah. people um but like you yourself are such an optimist. And yet when I read the room on like Gen Z, I mean, they're inheriting a burning world. Yeah. There's not a lot of optimism in their media, their sense of humor. You know, we were talking about, you know, rest in peace saying his cloud and like just so much is coming at them. And so you're making art for people who are in a really hard place. So does that informing the messages of what you're like writing about and? Yeah, because I have a unique, again, I'm in this world, but I'm not like 
fully in it, right? Some of my, like, most of my, like, a lot of my friends don't, can't catch a break. They can't live a normal life and yeah. do normal things, you know? So I try to bring that as much as possible, but I can, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, I don't, I make music for, I always say there's this, like, this quote where it's like, um, pay attention, be astonished, and tell about it, right? It's like the Jim Carrey quote. It's like, I wish everybody was rich and famous to realize they don't want to be rich and famous, mm-hmm. right? And for me, I get to tell my story through a way of just truth, right? I can brag for days or I can post on social media a beautiful life and what is that going to do, mm-hmm. right? It's going to make other people feel bad and be like, oh, but I, I, I'm a failure because I'm not there, right? And I think I make music to show people that they're not alone, to show people that like, the feelings they're feeling are valid, to show that life is tough but you know there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel like there's like things like that and i make music because it's my therapy yeah right i don't try to make a hit song and get in the studio to make records that can be spun on the radio or whatever it's like how do i walk in i'm like this is how i'm feeling i'll sit down and my producer be like okay like that sounds like this chord you know and then it goes from there and it's like i just make music that's authentically for me Hmm. and if someone listens to it amazing interesting so you just doing you always and like you're not comparing yourself to anybody i think that's why people sometimes like me where it's like oh okay he is himself i'm not trying to impress anybody i don't care what you do or who you are but it's like going back to the quote pay attention be astonished and tell about it so it's like i can see the world which i have but i'm not going to be like i saw the eiffel tower and talk about it in my music it's like how do i get that feeling of me seeing it and how do I put that in a feeling of a relationship or of a moment? It's just more of a feeling than like words. How do, I yeah, I was going to say, how do, you, how do you manage to find what it felt like for you to, you know, like to ring the bell, I'm imagining. Like, did you ring a bell when you were cancer free? No, it? that's more of like pediatric. Oh, but gosh, like, darn it. Sorry. No, no, no. I know. But I wish I could have rang. <laughs> I, I was like, ring I was ringing a bell. Yeah. Like he was popping champagne bottles and like stuff like that. No, like, Your brother, yeah. Um. No, it was really cool. Me and my doctor went out after and I drank for the first time in my life. And so like, <laughs> that was cool, you know? And so like- And it was I, cleared and everything. Yeah, I was like, and it's, I'm with my doctor, so I didn't care. I was like, okay, like I, if I'm going to get drunk for the first time, it's, it's gotta be with your doc. be with my doctor to save my life. So <laughs> What a story. Sick. Yeah. What did you drink? Just wine, but- Just some wine. Yeah, but it was like a nice, he was like, this is the nice wine with <laughs> an Italian sure. restaurant, like- so we like celebrated and I thought that was like a really special moment because I'm like no one gets that like I have like he wrote me like a uh, a poem and I got that tattooed on your me. doctor yeah what does it like, say you do have some sweet tatties I will say sharing our journey joined by the love guided by the light the past is but prologue I was like hey I kind of know what that all means <laughs> I'm gonna like, tat that on myself <laughs> Like that's some deep shit. I was like, my doctor's writing me poems. Like it's gonna go on my skin. Aww. You know. So like he's like a father figure, he's like a second dad. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of fathers, there's both of us have lost our fathers. I actually lost my father to cancer um, about eight years ago. Um, seven, actually seven or so. And it's 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 really it's really crazy. It's really an interesting journey for the folks that you know, that you do leave behind. I kind of wonder what's, what's your relationship to your family and that you've done all this healing, but have you noticed that the folks around you have also kind of had this experience and maybe haven't handled it? No, absolutely. I think I'm the one who like, is like the rock bottom. So my brother's always like, hey, 
Like, but um, it's tough. We we lost our dad about five years. Was it five? Five years ago. I'm like, I, I try to block all that out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the but, time just like. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that was the hardest because that was the most prominent person I had in my life. And it's like the biggest cheerleader, the biggest fan, and someone mm -hmm. who would just like nonstop call me to the point where it's just very annoying. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I'm going to answer one out of the 10 calls a day that you mm -hmm. call me. But it's like, you know, you look back and you're like, damn, like, and you can't have regrets. But like, I think the the process of grieving is there is no process, right? And you just got to just feel and mm -hmm. allow yourself to feel however long that takes. Like we just buried our dad in February, we had his mm -hmm. ashes and like, he was like, I wanna be where my mom was, you know, and he told us that, but we just like wanted to hold on to that, like, you know, for a yeah. little longer. And then like February came around on his birthday and we're like, let's go to Brooklyn. And we, we spread his ashes, but like if that was the time it felt the most right, mm -hmm. right? And so there's no proper way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like the toughest thing. But again, like, it's beautiful to look at and be like, oh, it happened randomly and it sucks. But everyone goes through it and it's like you as a parent i'm assuming you're one but i'm assuming like you just want to leave something behind enough where they will be good without you right yeah and it's like that's 100 percent true they want to be a, you want them to be a better version of you and mm -hmm. like that's something i feel like parents would want and so my dad left he was hurting in his life mentally mm -hmm. and financially mine too and physically <laughs> you know mine and it's too. like it's almost like you did it like he started saying like i signed my first record deal and i'm take i'm doing stuff with music and it's actually happening and i'm financially stable on my own and doing things like that because like we don't have money even in so for him to see all this mm -hmm. and then like pass soon after like i had to like be like okay like he did what he was supposed to do as a father and he left so much behind and it's going to make me the greatest father ever. Right. And it's like, that's what I can't wait for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what else could you have done? Mm -hmm. Stuck around and watch me make more mistakes and live life. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, there's yeah. so much, but it's like, you can also see it from heaven or whatever you believe in. Like, I believe he's always around because the signs and the stars show it all the time. Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you can't, it's like, you can't just make what's happening up. That you happen. feel connected to him Absolutely. and his spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, that was something that was tough because like after beating cancer, you're kind of like, I understand death. And like, I understand. You were what. saying like you, you, you kind of you feel made like you peace have, with it. Yeah. But, this but then is you're a like, different... I understand it. Yeah. Then my dad randomly passed and I'm like, okay, I don't understand losing somebody. I understand like if I was gone, like, I don't know what they're going to deal with. You know, it's like, yeah. When he's gone, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is a whole different depression, weird thing I'm going through. Do any of your friends dissociate from experiencing, like, like you being sick or maybe your dad passing? Like, I feel like my go-to is dissociation. I think that's partly being a child actor. It's like you kind of end up realizing that you have, like, this amnesia of like a lot of the things that you went through when you were younger and like when things were too big for you to really grasp and understand. And so like now as an adult, I can either spend a ton of time in therapy and try to like relive those things, yeah. you know, through EMDR or something. But like overall, like I'm just, I'm a mom now. So like I'm trying to live in the, and I'm sober. So I'm like trying to live in the present moment, like you're saying. But I find that like when I get into moments of depression or when I, I, I tend to still go back to that feeling of numbness. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of wondering if you've experienced that or if, you know, if you've seen it more objectively because you were able to heal yourself. 
I think I see it more objectively. Like when I know I feel depressed, like I just make myself more depressed. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And so like to people who suffer from depression, like yeah, myself, yeah, I'm like okay, yeah. like let me just really dive into this and like black out the curtains and like feel Get something. Emo. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, I know I'm depressed. So like, let me just do this for three days and I'll just come back to life and just like give me my personality. But yeah. like, I don't know, for me, I don't really pay attention to it. And if I feel like something's wrong in my, and same with all my friends, which is why I have like a beautiful friend group. It's like mm. your friends are your chosen family, you know? And I had a lot of friends be there when I was going through chemo. And those are some of my best friends still right now. We talk every day usually. And it's like, it's always a check in on each other, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, if someone's feeling weird, like, you know, I've been in a weird depressed mode. So like I've been kind of MIA from people. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like the whole point of friends is like to do this with us. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something to be learned. Cause it's like, Hey, if you have friends, like don't feel weird about like reaching out and letting them know like, Hey, I feel fucking sad mm-hmm. or I don't feel myself. And there's people who are there to pick you up. And I feel like that's the beauty. We have all the tools there. It's just about how you use them. Right. And it's like for dealing with mental health. Mm-hmm. I feel like more people have mental health problems than not, whether they want to face that or not. And it's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. It's like you're allowed to feel weird. You're allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel anxiety. You're allowed to feel things. But there's you have to find the tools to be like, okay, I'm myself again. Uh-huh. And that's hard. And that's always <laughs> the fucking roller coaster because like I lost myself last week and I found myself again. And then I lost it again. And then it's like you do these little things that work for you. And I think that's like the whole beauty of like life right it's staggering it's yeah the ups and downs are definitely natural and then like having those tools like you were talking about like breathing meditation and stuff taking a walk going on a run mm-hmm. i've been waking up at 6 a.m running for the last couple of days interesting my dream should have done this years ago interesting i hate running but there's something about like you go a mile and then the next day you go a mile and a little bit more and then you go a mile and a half and you're like wait this is getting easier and then you just feel like Tom Cruise running down, you know, anything he's running to. I don't know. <laughs> that man like, can run. Yeah, he could run everywhere. He can run the leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I feel like <laughs> Next, I'm, you like, got to add the leather jacket to your full oh, no, no, Tom no, I Cruise. Can't do I usually, I know. Not in this heat. Uh, yeah, he doesn't sweat or anything. He's like, I'm, <laughs> he's like a is, magician. He's gorgeous. Speaking of friends, by the way, we got to talk about um, how your friend Kylie um, definitely helped you with the hi-fi. Am I saying that right? Hi-fi. Hyphy. Oh, of course. Hi-fi. Hyphy. Hyphy, uh, which is... Hey, I'm here for you, which is tattooed right here on my palm. That's a beautiful... I love that. You're making me want a, a really cool tattoo. I have one. I have a cool tattoo. That is. What is that? A puzzle piece? It's 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 a puzzle piece. And it's it says, I'm a Kamea, and my husband has the matching one that goes in. And so... Oh, that's sick. I don't what? know. That is sick. Thank is you. He have a, is it on the, his wrist? Yeah, too? it's in the same spot and the same arm and all that. So it's like when we hold hands. It's, your, do your kids have any tattoos? <laughs> no kidding that'd be crazy that'd be so crazy like, <laughs> i would go to jail oh yeah probably but like 10 tats you know there's six and four exactly but if my kids did now that being said i did think <clears throat> about putting like different colors inside of these to like signify right. my kids you know you have to but if my kid came to me and was like mom i want to get a tattoo i got my first tattoo at like 19 okay and i mean you know for me, it was a big deal. And I did call my mom and I was like, mom, I'm about to get a tattoo. I'm in the West Village in New York City. I hope I don't get tetanus. But like, <laughs> West Village has great spots over there. It was not great. It was shady as hell. They, they <laughs> should not have done that. <laughs> That's really But funny. I did it. And I did. And I did call her. I, you know, my mom was a big stage mom, but like we were still very close. And like, I felt like I had to reach out because she was my biggest fan. And then 
Um, it's weird. So both of my parents had cancer. My dad had eye cancer, like really rare ocular cancer or something, ocular, ocular. And then he was in remission for a while. And then it came back when he was, he's lived a very unhealthy, he had like a triple bypass that he got yeah. just because, yeah. And I, and I'm sorry, I don't, you probably don't love hearing about this stuff. So no, I no, that's life. I like, I like to hear about okay. it. Okay. I just want to make sure no, no, I'm totally fine with make it. you uncomfortable here. It's not called, it's called vulnerable, not uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's also the, in the same family. True. Very true. And then my mom um, suffered from like, um, gosh, what'd she have? Like, uh, she had uh, uterine, like, uh, what's it called? I should know but my female body. I don't know why I'm forgetting what it's oh, called. Oh, my uterus? She had, a, she had to have a hysterectomy, but yeah, she had, she had cancer in her uterus. Oh. And so both of them had really rare cancers. And so I'm always super freaked out about the notion that like me and one of my three siblings is going to have cancer. Yeah. Like, and I know that there's so many amazing things out there um, that may help us in the future. Uh, I mean, how, how do you, as a cancer survivor, like how do you relate to news coming out about new cancer treatments? I mean, like, are you always trying to listen to what's going on? Is that like, um, like your no. true crime podcast is like, I need to know what's going on with. I'm very like, um, no, I don't. I, I, so that's why I started, I started ham hey, here for you is because I'm 20 at the time, 20 to hundred years, however old you're going to be is considered adult care, right? Zero to 19 is considered pediatric, right? No and bell. So I'm 20 doing chemo with 80 year olds and 19 year olds doing chemo with two year olds. Right. And so you're kind of like, that's who's in your room. You can't choose. And so you're kind of like mentally like, what's happening? I'm coming into chemo every other day and everyone's like, oh, you're like my grandchild. Like you shouldn't be here. But I'm like, I'm here. So like, I'm not your fucking grandchild. You know, it's like, mm. I'm just like you, mm. you know, like no matter what the Our age is, I don't see age. I never have seen age. It does not exist. But it's like, it's just the maturity level of how you keep up. I'm doing the same treatment as you are. So now let's talk as friends instead of like, and then it became beautiful because these friendships turned into mentorships because obviously you're that, like you've been through enough life where it's like people, elderly people are the truth. Like they have all the truth and all like the like real life things that you need to like learn stuff from. But mm -hmm. again, there was times where I was lonely and I'd be like, is anybody my age like taking treatment? And because of HIPAA laws and everything, no one can disclose that. You can't say anything about anybody To like else. try to set up a time where you could be with them yes, kind of thing? Yes, you can't do that. Interesting. But if there's a common space, and we walked into a studio and you happen to like Disney and I happen to like Disney and we both start having conversation. Now we, we make a friendship, but it's outside of chemo. It's like a common ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, like most hospitals don't have this. And so that's why we built the, Hey, I'm here for you center in Nashville. So we built this space and it's like almost like this big as big as this room. Like a clubhouse kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so there's like, TVs, there's a meditation room, there's gonna be a recording studio, there's going to- What? That's awesome. So we're gonna add, and you're talking about how do I look into treatments. There's trillions of dollars into treatments, so that's where I stop looking into treatments. Yeah. You let the trillion dollars do the trillion dollar thing. Mm. But like, what about the mental health for kids, and what about the- What about it, right? Because you're talking about, oh, I, I don't, most people are like, I don't wanna get sick, and don't be stressed. Mm. Well, how do I not be stressed? Like you, that's your job to figure out the tools you need to not be stressed, hmm. right? Because stress is the number one reason for getting sick. Really? Right? For, for, it, for yeah. kids who are, for or anybody. anybody. 
For anybody that. that stresses the number one cause of all sicknesses. And oh, you're meaning like, like people who aren't just, diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Stresses. But, yeah, and then also true. when you're as a cancer patient, you're dealing with stress. It's like way worse. You're talking to these kids and they think that it's better if they die because you won't, their parents won't be in debt oh. or there won't be. And we're talking about trillions of dollars into the, into looking for the treatment. Mm hmm. And, you know, there's charities that have been doing it, but there's no charity out there that specializes in the individual going through treatment in a, in a cancer hospital, right? There's no, like, there's, they focus on a group. So pediatric is going to be like, hey, the Barbie movie just came out, and Barbie's like, hey, I'm going to send all the new Barbies over to the pediatric hospital in Nashville. Okay, so maybe 150, 200, 300 kids get to use the Barbie. What about the other 300, 400 kids who are 13 and 19 who don't want that? Exactly. So now they put it in the storage because most hospitals have giant storage rooms really? down the block because they get sent so much stuff. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. They right. Do, so huh? someone wants to look good because they ran out of inventory or whatever and they want to send stuff. But it's like, what are you actually doing? What the fuck are you giving the kid okay. who needs the most hope right now? And why are you giving them the bottom of the barrel stuff like things? Right? Yeah. And it's like you want to create something where they feel seen and heard. And that's what we built. And so that's why I'm moving to Nashville. It's because... And that's where we're going to get a lot of people involved because it's like I, how we're talking is how I'm going to sit down with all the patients and we're going to figure out what they would like to do in life or where their passion lie. Because I always say I had music to fall back on, mm. right? So the biggest and the best advice I had when I was doing my first chemo, I was sitting next to this woman and she was like, what do you love to do? And I was like, I love to make music. Were you already uh, practicing? We're both, we're both hooked up and I was making music at the time. Right, the guitar and all that. Yeah. And so... I'm sitting next to her and I was like, I love to make music, right? And she was like, well, would you die from music? Oh my God, what a thing to ask. That's the first thing she asked. And I'm like, well, I'm dying at this moment. So like, but I look back because I'm like, the music I was making at the time was really not me. It was just really to get a record deal. Oh, I see. Right? Interesting. And the same day I was getting a record deal, the same day I got diagnosed, my first record no deal. No shit, really? Yeah. The, the the same day. Yeah, the same. Like I literally so you, went from the label to the hospital, got diagnosed, and so the deal never happened. Okay. Like thank thank the God. Lord, if there's okay. all plans and God's plans and things like that, where I got diagnosed, the thing didn't happen. And when she said that, I kind of sat back and I was like, Do I love music or do I like the idea of being somebody through music? Right. And I was like, sat back and I'm looking why I even make music in the beginning, and then it takes me back to like childhood trauma at home and me putting on a Walkman and listening and escaping the world by being in a closet listening to music, mm. right? It's an escape. Mm. Then me not paying attention in school, but my notebooks were filled with like poems and lyrics and mm. things like that. Mm. And then me having an escape in high school, making just like music for fun with all my friends every weekend. And then it's like these escapes. So all, they, all it was for me was an escape into my own world. And I get to be like my authentic self listening mm. to music, right? And then like, making it and all this stuff. And so I was like, yes, I would die from music. So I was realizing like I, how much I love it. Mm -hmm. So she was like, no matter how sick you are, how bad you feel, how tired you are, how nauseous you are, like whatever it was, always put music before the cancer. Whether it's two minutes a day or five hours or five minutes or you're in the studio watching somebody or you're at a concert watching somebody, like always put the music before cancer. Do you like your family and friends? Yes, okay, so now you have music, family, friends, and then cancer. You show up here like it's a nine to five and everything else will work itself out, right? And so I created this foundation to help others find their music. So oh, like, what's your that. music? And if you don't know it yet, we're going to define it for you. Ooh. 
you know, and that's the idea is like to help these kids find something that they're passionate about. And so when their time they're out of there or by the time, you know, it's like they have something to look forward to and learn and rehabilitate to essentially. Yeah, because no one's focused on the mental. No one's been like, hey, like you want to be a gamer? Like, okay, like let's set you up. Let's show you how to even build the video game first. And then let's get to the gaming system because that's what we're going to raise money for. So I can show you exactly where your dollar bill just went instead of like, what did I, I just donated $10,000 to something, but I feel good. Hmm. But it's like, what if I showed you exactly what your $10,000 did and how many kids it actually helped and what it actually went to? Then you're going to be like, okay, like... They're going to give again. Yes. That's how that would work. And so that's... Because so, I've given and, I, and, I've, and I've had the, the honor of giving to March of Dimes and hosting a, a brunch, which, which I never had done before. And like, I, I ended up doing it randomly with like some um, like blind, whatever you call it, like, what do they call it? Where you put your hand up? <laughs> Oh, um, auction? Yeah. Right? I did, a blind, I did a blind auction, ended up giving to March of Dimes. It was a March of Dimes event. And I was like so, so, so happy to engage with like the actual event of the brunch. And I was like, I'd like to show up. And they're like, oh, you don't need to. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like I want to yeah. be, I want to be there. If you want me to set up, I'll set up. I just, I'm not like that mindset of like, let me just give the money and like, you That's know, I, like, it. Feel because it's like oh, your help. If you're if you're drawn to a cause, then you're like, I want to continue. I always have people like, how do I get into children's hospitals and how do I do this? Oh, yeah. And because it's so difficult, and people always reach out to me, and I'm like, okay, well, I have one that I can help you out to get into, right? And it's like we're just focusing on Nashville right now, and then we're gonna. So Hyphy might be going to what St. Jude's? Like, do you think maybe it could go? It can go. The whole idea is like to build the program now. And see how it runs because that's like the trial and error situation. And okay. then once the once we have the idea, then it's like copy and paste it everywhere. I, right? I'm so excited for you. And I actually do want to shout out to your friend Kylie for helping you get this. Get shout this out to, to Kylie. Yeah, like that's why I'm like, it's just like it's a dream. So it's really cool. And she got to see the process of me going through treatment. And so that's kind of the Yeah, she was she's been there for you the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And I was like cool. I had the idea and I was like, I she's always like, I want to figure out how to do something together. Yeah. And then this and it was like it all like happened the way it was supposed to happen. Like the universe really just made it. Oh, and by the way, your new music, which I should say, is is awesome. Thank you. I love it. Um, and I, I especially like the meditation tracks that you have that are accompanying this the new song. So I'm putting yeah. out singles and so I put out two so far. Mm-hmm. Um we have a lot more. But um yeah, and that goes back into like, how do I be my authentic self as an artist, right? And meditation's been helping me a lot. And so, you know, all these people are putting out like sped up versions. Oh, and that's right, they versions. are. Like everyone's yeah. like changing the songs. And I was like, what yeah. if I just put a version where I'm not on the song and we make it way slowed down and add new instruments and add like healing sounds to it and chakra sounds and things that can cleanse like each chakra. So that's kind of what we're putting out with these singles. I mean, I legit was listening to it like as I was waiting for you and doing my makeup and I was like, this is such a vibe. Like I Thank needed you. this. I'm going to continue. I'm going to probably listen to it on loop like before I go to bed Thank tonight. You. Yeah, like, I need to promote it better. So that's, I mean, that's what we're doing this podcast. Dancing, I'm so um, excited for you. Yeah. So so now when is so when is Hyphy going to like not premiere, but when is it going to be available to folks? Pretty in the Nashville area. Pretty soon. We're, we're, we're doing stuff on our website right now and getting like... Can they follow it on social? Yeah. Okay. But again, it's like just me doing everything. And so we're going to make it look legit. 
Cause I, I, it's just like give give him some grace, okay? Yeah, I'm doing everything myself right now. And I'm just like <laughs> figuring it out. He doesn't have kids, but you're tired, and I, it's a I, lot of work. I, that's your baby, right? It is. Yeah, that's what I got. So I'm like, okay, I will move for that because there's a there's just people that need to be seen and heard, and a lot of people aren't in this world. And it's like, so if I can help one or two or three or how many people I want, like can help, it's like that's where it starts. And okay. so I have a lot of people who want to give back, and it's like that's why I built this because it's like. Nobody should feel alone, especially yeah. when they're going through something so tough. And it's like, how do you give them a little bit of hope or a lot of bit of hope, right? Mm -hmm. And help them find something and be like, hey, like, give them the tools to figure out how to become who they want to become. Thank you so much for, like, coming on. And I've just about cried twice. I just, I've masked it really well. Because <laughs> it's just like, I didn't realize, like, one of the things that came to my mind was how... I've got like 30 different, like my, my messages, my voicemail messages are full, like on my phone because I save every one of my mom's voicemails because I never saved my dad's voicemails. And so Same. it sucks, right? It's like, yeah. I don't have anything of that person. Like the only thing I have, I think of my dad truly like emoting is this like little Christmas book he made like the Christmas before he passed for my like one-year-old who's six now. And it's like, you open it up and he's telling the story of Christmas. And I'm like, sometimes like, it's like, that's that book. And if that book goes, like he goes with that book kind of thing. Yeah. So like now I have this, like, like it, it, it kind of, you cracked this memory open for me. Um, and so thank you for having me feel today about this instead of kind of numbing out. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited for what you're going to do there in Nashville. And I, I mean, if there's anything that I could ever do, I would be more than Absolutely. happy to. I would love that. Like, that's what I'm like, there, there is, there is going to be something you can do. That's what I'm like. <laughs> Let me know. Once, yeah. Cause I'm like, once you figure it all out, then I'm for like, sure. I want to just, that's what I. You should celebrate the work that you've done because there's, there's, you, you work so hard and you're so inspired. And like, it, I feel like your work ethic really is so strong that uh, eventually like i feel it for you that that there's going to be a time to celebrate and i really hope that you can feel all that too thank you at some point yeah and talking about um saving boys like i just get all of their stuff tattooed so it's like my last letter from my dad is like tattooed on like Aww. my arms and like my back and like my body see like i just like, like hoard a bunch of crafts you like actually get tattoos of the things of like the crafts. Like, like I have a ton of paper, like with my kids' drawings and shit. Tap them all on you, like just like just to cover your whole body Look at with this. them. It looks like, kind of like a monster. This is but this it's... is my best friend's daughter who did the smiley Aww, face. Oh, that's adorable. So like, there's there's just things where like you're so creative. I'm just I'm just an art. No, I'm, you really, I'm an artist. But you really, artist. You really are. No, I know. I need to start. So, you really start, are. You know. I want to try to get people to go and listen to you and follow you on Spotify. So how are you listed on Spotify? Harry Hudson. That's is it. that at Harry Hudson? Yeah. At Harry Hudson. All the way. Um, yeah. But and are you going to, are you going to perform anytime soon too? Right now. Bring it out. The, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. We'd be um, so lucky. Hopefully soon. I'm just, I'm just like, finally, I just performed the other night in New York and I was like, I haven't done it in like a year. Yeah, you need to get back like, to it. I need to get back to it. I was so excited. Yeah. You got to come to Austin. We love meditating there. And meditating some songs a, and some folk songs yes, and some guitar. Yes, please come. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and then we can do a song. Oh, hell yeah. Because I know you have songs. I, I also, I was that. just telling him, I was like, there's, um, I'll do backup. 
You had all those songs with uh, Shia on the show. Oh my God, no, please no. They were great. No, no I, I, let no. me tell you, there was there was <laughs> one about the moon, and Stop. that's the only reason I knew about the moon. This is a real life story. Mm-hmm. You that taught a generation. Because we went to the moon in, in 1969. 1969. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that taught me. Everyone's like, "Yo, when did you go to the moon?" I was like, "1969." Of course. Anytime anybody asks me that. Even Stevens. Yeah. That taught me more than my actual school. Oh no. Oh yeah, no. That's serious. horrible. I don't know if that's a good thing. Because no, you were writing poetry. That's why. Yeah. So that's I. Awesome. I related and I was like, there are some songs and you got Shia's just singing up in there. Shia, I don't know him anymore, but I'm glad that he has a friend like you because you're a really awesome person and he, he I, everyone could use a friend like you. He's a gentle soul. Good. Oh, I know. I'm glad. But yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> you know, everybody, this is crazy. I They're going to come through for you at some point. So they already have. Good. Everybody's already have in their own ways where I'm like, I get what? really protective of my guests, by the way. I should yeah. just note. Um, I just so. love humans, you know, <laughs> I love humans so much where I'm like, hey, I get it. Good. Well, I, I go follow Harry Hudson, go listen to his music, go meditate to his new track. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, just go, just go be happy somewhere, you know, go watch a sunset, go watch a sunrise, run a block or two, you know, Fair. I'm running a New York marathon. So catch me on my journey. Um, it's in November. I'm gonna start showing my journey on my social media. I'm gonna start posting more. I'm going to I'm going to be following you. It's going to be crazy. Hip clips. You're going to see from my from my angles hip clips everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Yeah. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>